0: Welcome back to another Ag Watchers. We've got a the most special of guests. Uh, third time on the podcast, I think. And yep. uh, probably one of the most requested people on the podcast for the last six months. And we've had lots of, of, of Twitter DMs and lots of uh, messages asking for updates and making sure that Elena's okay. And, and Masha as well. Uh, so Elena,
1: I saw Masha a few days ago. W- was she in Valencia as well? Yes, she was in Valencia as well. So so Elena thanks for thanks
0: for taking the time to come on because I know you, you only got back to London late last night and I only asked you to come on the podcast late last night so you're uh, up up at the uh, up
1: early early morning to speak to us. Tell, tell us tell us how you are. How has things been? Uh actually I would like as usual say that I'm okay. But I'm um, not, especially according to morning news, last morning for Ukraine, I mean morning updates, because uh, just right now, Russians attack Ukraine with uh, around 15 missiles, five, zero. Five 0.
0: 50. Yeah?
1: Uh, we, they hit uh, few big cities. As we have damaged another apartment house in Zaporizhia, same uh, as previous day. Uh, few uh, few few missiles in Dnipro. It's uh, Masha's native native city where she's from. Uh, some missiles in Kiev as well. Even in live on BBC. Uh, they have live stream in those moments when, when there it was a huge explosion in the city centre, not far Ma- from uh, Ukrainian uh, president.
2: Elena, Elena, this is in retaliation to both the the ground that's been reclaimed back from Ukrainian forces and also this um, bombing of the bridge. Is that
1: right? I absolutely assure that it is. But what we discussed yesterday, that. There is a thought that uh, it's not it's not what Ukraine did. Uh, in common Russian practice, such terrorist attack to be used to um, to scare own people or to change their minds very sh- uh, fast because nowadays. All Russians are very angry against, they protest again against uh, mobilization. Mm. So Russians, Kremlins have to show to the population that this mobilization is what they need. But the, the key problem is that Russians protest against mobilization, not against the war by itself. They not care about the war, about the people killing in Ukraine daily. They just do not want to be uh um, kill it on this war so and, it's and- like they support it but not don't want to be killed
0: they don't want to be on the front line but they're happy to have the war continue yes.
1: they still do not protest against the war and, and this- those protest against the mobilization it's not a real protest it's look like a we came here to make tiktok video and then go home because you can compare to what's going on in Iran right now. Yeah. Iranians, Iranian women's much stronger than all Russian men. <laughs> and and
0: there's been I read somewhere, I can't remember the number, you can tell me what the number you'll know the number. But a lot of Russian men have left Russia since the mobilization
1: started. A million. Yes, there are a lot of different sources of numbers. Someone told two thousand hundreds. In a uh, uh, another told that it's much much higher numbers. Hmm. Uh, they will not show true numbers, but um, even those Russians who were against the war in the beginning of the war, who support Ukraine, now. Now we have to to leave to left country to leave country.
2: And Elena, you've you've been back a few times to Ukraine. So obviously you're living outside of the country, but um, you've been back a few times to to assist and to help out where you can.
1: Uh, I've been to Ukraine since the beginning of the war twice, and actually I'm going on to visit Ukraine next week. I hope. Uh, they will stop to missile all the cities, but this is this um, morning missile attacks just show how silly they are and how uh, weak they are.
0: But, but you've all but you've been in you you've been back to Ukraine, but you also you've been doing a lot of work uh, from overseas. Like we we've 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 had you we've organized for you to be on Sky News in Australia. And I've with with Janie a few times, um, and we've had you've been on ABC News in Australia as well. I think. Um,
1: No, no, just uh, Uh, Sky News.
2: Masha, Masha might have been on. She's been on a couple of times as well. I think to Sky News and might have been ABC as well.
0: Which which is good because what it's done is help continue to keep it front and focus. Because I I know, I know, you know, the news cycle can be very quick, and. for a while, there wasn't much about Ukraine in the news, and you guys have been able to keep it front and center quite a while. But also, I, I, but, but yeah, how, it's how? My how, obligation to do it. Absolutely, and 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 Elena, you're in you're in the UK just now, and yes, I came back to London. And how sure. how, how have you found this sort of reception there?
1: Oh, I'm very appreciated to what uh, the UK people uh, did do doing and i hope will do uh i feel here myself absolutely comfortable i can tell even more i feel it through how people attend to my son here because he attend to school and from the very first day he was like in a green uh, um, green greenhouse i can say that teachers create for him such a pleasure conditions he's supported from everyone on each step of his daily life Mm -hmm. and it's very meaningful especially for teenagers you know how sensitive they are in this age and uh, it's not the the easiest wage age for for parenting and for him for him as well, and it's, it was even more difficult, according, to, we left everything in Ukraine. He, he missed his grandparents, his cat, his bicycle, his friends, everything. All his life, he, he left his life in Ukraine, and it was very important for him to find support here, mm-hmm. to find someone who will support him, who will be nice with, to him, so I'm absolutely happy to be here, and, and, and I'm very appreciated and grateful. And there's
0: a big, obviously, there's a London's got a big community of Ukrainians. So the- yes,
1: London has a, a city club, a uh, big Ukrainian community in all uh, towns of London. There are uh, teams who support Ukraine. I know a lot of Ukrainians who came in in the Great Britain, and all of them are welcomed here. I know even uh, we met uh, one family in a train when we uh, traveled for the last time from uh, Ukraine to Poland. Uh, They are hosted, they are mother and daughter, same ages as my son, and they are hosted uh, of the um, family of seniors uh, uh, in Westminster. And they even told that in the case of Ukrainian victory, when the war will end and mother could make a decision, come back to Ukraine to join his husband, they are they would like to daughter to stay mm-hmm. since she uh, finished school and maybe she will make a decision to to go to university here in the UK. so they will support her with that for free. So lots of great uh, of Britons do a lot daily, and we see how much british uh, British government uh, does.
0: in In Scotland, they have uh, two cruise boats. One in one in Edinburgh, one in Glasgow, that the UK government has hired, and they're just docked, and it's full of Ukrainians because they don't have enough accommodation to to, to fill all of them. But uh, I think it's I think it's fantastic that that's happened, that they've been so welcoming. Like my, you know, that my parents have got two two Ukrainians living with them just now. So my parents are learning Ukrainian. Uh, they're doing. Oh great! And and I come from a very small town, and we've got two hundred families, I believe. Uh, living in that town and it's going to be a fantastic thing for our community as well because we get a new culture coming in and 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 it's good my my parents are looking forward to when the war is over uh, because they're looking forward to actually going and visiting so at at some point more than
1: welcome we are most, most happy to to see everyone in ukraine my favorite dream is um to increase with domestic consumption is in Ukraine, by having you know. People, by having more people.
2: <laughs> and so um, uh, you've also, Elena, been working hard. Obviously, you, you're working in your normal job, but um, you've also been doing a lot of other stuff supporting the Ukrainian effort. Um, do you want to give us a rundown of some of the things you've been doing from the UK to assist? Uh,
1: yes, uh, it's another kind of my obligation. I can't fight, fight di- directly. Uh, but I can do what I can do, and uh, I think I raise money to buy stuff both for civilians and for uh, troops for Ukrainian army. Um, so I will not stop doing it in anywhere. This is uh, the real war, and uh, we do not invite in, in anyone. They invite our country. They came and kill with a game with a. Army with a huge army and kill daily Ukrainians. So we will defend our land, we will defend our houses, homes, families.
0: And so, so you've, you've, you I remember you were mentioning it, you've picked up uh four by fours and ambulances and sent
1: them back. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, we, we buy pickup, car, uh, it's like, like pickup cars, like a ute. Uh, yes, uh, for, uh, uh, Ukrainian defenders and as well ambulances for civilians.
2: And and, they, and then they kind of arrange for them to be shipped back to Ukraine and fitted it out and however they need them so they can use them for the effort.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, when when we, last time we, we did the podcast was quite soon after the invasion, yeah?
1: Uh, uh, that- yes, the first one was in the oh, very first day the, the, of the war, it was a morning when uh, I was evacuating my son from Kyiv. And then we had a podcast maybe a
0: month later or two months later. So at that point, things were very different. Like the war was war was in its very early stages, but and a lot of people didn't expect it to last very long. Let's be honest. Like a lot of people expected Russia to be steamroll over, but...
1: It's kind of terrible. Yeah, because, because they have a huge army, but now yeah. we have a joke that Russian army is not scary, it's just very long. <laughs> so
0: so how does like in the general sort of the general conversation with you and other Ukrainians, what is this sort of the feeling at the moment?
1: Uh people are united. Absolutely. They are united and they are sure in the victory because uh we stay for we stay not to invade someone, we stay for our homes. And we feel support all over the world, all over the, gro- the globe. Yeah, we have a l- lack of finance in different uh, branches of Ukrainian economy, especially in agriculture. But we see how people all over the world support us. And... Um, we are, sure, we are sure in our victory, we believe in our victory, but we understand that uh, according to Russian mobilization, it will not end soon. Mm-hmm. This war will not end soon, unfortunately. Even in case they are lack with ammunition, lack of everything, uh, this new mobilization wave, they have, what I heard from uh, different sources, they have to buy uniforms for their own. It's the second greater army in the world, really.
0: Yeah,
1: it seems. It seems like it's been
0: a bit of a misjudgment from Russia, and Uh, they seem to be mm -hmm. like I've read a few articles, but they seem to be using tactics that aren't sort of good for modern warfare. And it seems that Putin is now just determined. But it, it strikes me that sending sort of un like they've obviously sent troops in since February now they're sending in untrained troops and that just seems like to me it would be a disaster for them.
1: Absolutely untrained troops and but, but here is a very interesting point in this firstly it's not Putin by himself mm. it's the Russians they support this they support this war, they support regime because 100,000 Russians now have uh, it, it can't so and they do not protest mm. they came turn back to Mo- and go to moscow they have the guns in their hands but
0: they don't they don't but, have much they don't have much ammunition in
1: but they they mobilized already 200 thousand hundred people all of them have some guns
0: mm. but it's 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 really it is strange that we're even talking about this in 2022 though, like it's it's horrific.
1: God bless, we have just two such brothers like Russia and Belarus. Belarus. And so Belarus, what's the involvement in Belarus these days? They use Belarus like a platform to attack Ukraine. So Belarusian, Belarusian people do nothing in the very beginning of the war, they were trying to protest. Even I heard that some people involved in, uh, like, I don't know how it's correct to translate uh, in English, uh, partisans. Yeah, partisan. partisan, yeah,
0: partisan,
2: partisan, partisan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So because uh, even before this war, uh, there were some opposition waves in Belarus, Belarus. but uh, not now. And, but- now they are absolutely afraid that Lukashenko could uh, mm. proclaim mobilization as well.
0: Okay, so there's, there's no Belarusian troops fighting? It's no, just, no, no just, officially, just, officially, uh,
1: used, officially, officially, no. Officially, officially, no.
0: Like as a transit route?
1: They're using like a transit, they use their uh, a, 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 military airports
0: mm. uh,
1: to launch uh, the, uh, the military planes. Okay. And um, probably some uh, missiles were launched from Belarusian territories as well. Just the two of them.
0: The
2: um, j- just you mentioned before about, and you've said a few times on the podcast, Elena. Um, some of that you've demonstrated some of the humor and the jokes that go around Ukraine regarding you know, the the way Russia's been fuddle, fuddling their way through this this war. But um, I noted on the news the other night after the um, bridge. Uh, bridge bridge explosion i I, I saw this one as well is that yeah the the bridge that connects to crimea um i think within a day of the bridge explosion the ukrainian postal service had issued a stamp or something with the and there was an artist that drew a picture of it but the the stamp in particular had a um poked fun at the the russian and had a picture of the of the bridge (laughs) explosion and i was quite i'm 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 quite um impressed by the level of Ukrainian humour in such a difficult
1: time. This is the, the, one of the way why we are so severe. We always try to find a pitch of salt to be to, to find something which keep us optimistic.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And I know people in Russia who who think that's that we are not joking about like fertilizers and <laughs> I heard that how they can say it's a people you can't say about human body that it used to be fertilizers but actually if we will see if we think uh, realistic and in the very beginning of the war Russians Russian officials uh, they they were not pick up bodies, of the di- die, uh, di- uh, soldiers mm-hmm. from Ukraine, so they became fertilizers mm. physically, and maybe in the future some oil, because you know how to, to create oil. So maybe in a one million years million time. <laughs> year, maybe in a million year, Ukraine will be rich of oil. <laughs> Yeah, possibly there will be a, a new
0: oil field. Uh, we'll, you won't be exploring sun oil; it will be uh, sun oil and
1: uh, regular oil. Yeah, oh, we are joking, but each joke has a part of of truth. truth.
0: Hmm. I think I always—that's why I've always loved the Ukrainian people, the sense of humor. It's very—I always think it's very similar to the Scottish sense of humor. So, uh, but the bridge, yeah, so that happened on the weekend.
1: That was, that was fairly big news. Uh, yeah, there are two theories, and I prefer to think that it's Russian deeds by themselves because they often use, Russian KGB agents, often use such terroristic attacks uh, for all Russian history to avoid attention of Russians from something important, and to put attention to what they need to be put at. Uh, so they can, can use this uh, attack to to show how important mobilization is, so, so that the Russians have to do it. And uh, especially maybe they have some problems inside the government, inside the uh, key persons. So it's like um. um they 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 are uh, now trying to reconfigurate power mm-hmm. inside uh, this high uh, top of government. Who is more more important? Maybe KGB and it's not KGB, it's FSB. They call it no. another way, way now, but it's same KGB. <laughs> yeah. So maybe. Um, I, I would like to think that it's not Ukrainian, but it, I, I I have to think that it's Ukrainian, and it, it will be great if Ukraine has such a uh, opportunity to do it. But for do it, we have to be very well organized because this was like a well done, uh, organized uh, plan. And those truck have not been uh, had not been checked when they entered to a bridge from Russia how could it be? This breach is one of the most secured object in Russia. Mm. And they didn't check a truck, really?
0: Yeah. So, so
1: I prefer to think that Russians did it like just a, a, to like... show to the population that, yes, Ukraine is a very scary enemy. What, what, yes, what, we are.
0: What, what do you call it, Matt? False flag operation.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: The, the Russians...
0: I might be wrong here, but was that not something that similar happened years ago with
1: Chechnya and the Opera House? Yes, they do. It's not. It wasn't Chechnya. It was. um, It was in Moscow. It was in Moscow, but it was about Chechnya. It was. Yeah, it was about. Yes, regarding to Chechnya.
2: To to try and um, to try and garner support for the Russian actions over there, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So they uh, they try trying to explain to people why they do it. They, mm. so,
0: so, so, yeah. So, so does that we haven't really spoken about grains, but does that impact the flows of grains from the Azov Sea? That bridge being uh, out?
1: yes, for yesterday it was stopped, but uh, because they have to check everything uh, on the water and over the water surface, mm. so uh, yeah, it was stopped, but now according to maps, everything is okay. Everything's moving. They, they launched movement on the bridge, okay. and uh, vessel movement as well.
0: And again, I, like I was trying not to talk too much about grains, but that's our that's our <laughs> expert expert uh, area, isn't it, Elena? Uh, we should get Dr. Saber on, Dr. Sarah Tabor on to talk about grains. Uh, the the deal, the grain deal between uh, the, the Ukrainian grain corridor. That expires yeah. soon.
1: As on today, we shipped 305 vessels, mm-hmm. uh, including 18, uh, 17, sorry, which were stuck in Ukrainian ports since the beginning of the war. Uh, uh, it's uh, 6.85 million metric tons. Mm-hmm. Uh, this what we shipped since uh, August 1st. Uh, It's uh, in uh, September alone, we shipped 3.85 million metric tons of all kinds of grains and byproducts, which is very teeny numbers because before the war, uh, we can compare year by year. So in September 2021, wheat exports alone uh, was... uh, more than four million metric tons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have another uh, road for exports, not just this grain corridor. Sure, grain corridor for this day is the main road. Uh, more than half, half of Ukrainian exports doing via corridor, but still we use a lot of railways and the Nuba River.
0: Mm. And and if what like we, we spoke about it on WhatsApp and stuff uh what do you think will happen in when it comes to renegotiating the green corridor
1: uh yeah deal probably it was uh, for ukrainian side it was a deal for 120 days mm-hmm. uh, with automatically pro- uh, prolongation if all parties doesn't uh, uh how to say um, um I forget the word doesn't cheat. Uh not not cheat uh but that uh, does, doesn't deny. Okay, it doesn't
0: foundation.
1: agree. Yeah. As long as you're yeah, yeah, if, if everyone if everyone to agree to agree to uh, to prolong it. Uh, basically all sides besides Russia understands how important is Ukrainian grain in the global supply. Mm-hmm. But Russia use everything including grain as a weapon they uh, uh, every uh, every tool every every chance to manipulate to uh, blackmail so they are absolutely and they manipulate with numbers such uh, like uh Putin a few days ago told that just 5% of Ukrainian grain are directed to poor countries, which is not, absolutely not true. I have an access to a daily lineup, and I see all the vessels where they go. And from the wheat, which uh, which sent via the grain corridor, 72% goes to African mid uh, mid east. Yep. And uh, and Asia from Asia we have uh, just Bangladesh for wheat.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's Afghanistan, uh, all African Kenya, Somalia, Ethiopia but even
2: a lot of countries that have got you know, food insecurity problems presently so a lot of the grains go into the right spots.
0: And even even regardless like Putin's logic is wrong anyway. because even if it was all going to the west, it still reduces the grain price. And helps the development. Yes, the world, <laughs>
1: It's, it's it, yes. Uh, Ukrainian grain supply, uh, Ukrainian grain on the market, increase global supply, which push market down. Yep. And they said as well. They say that you sell a lot of wheat, more than half of Ukrainian, or a lot of corn. Sorry, more than half of Ukrainian exports via this grain corridor. It's corn. But it's logically we produce more corn. If we compare numbers year by year, <laughs> we always sell more corn than we. And regarding to the deal of this uh, grain corridor, there were not conditions about what and where to sell.
0: Yeah.
1: Nobody can tell us what and where to sell. Ukrainian market is not like Russian. We we have lots of company. If you up, see a Russian lineup.
0: It's the same as what we say in Australia. There is no Australia doesn't trade any grain with the rest of the world. It's individual trading companies, the same as Ukraine. It's individual trading companies. Cargo. cargo We
1: have one vessel, uh, actually two vessels, which paid by Ukrainian government. It will they will be allowed loading soon. Uh, We we uh, donate grain to two countries uh, in Africa. Uh, this is paid by Ukrainian budget, and for uh, shipping, one vessel is paid by for freight. I mean, one vessel is paid by Germany, another for by uh, France. France. Yeah.
0: So yeah. So we'll see what Everything
1: happens. All the rest are trade by Ukrainian farmers, Ukrainian mm. traders, and multinational traders. To some traders in different countries. Yeah. And it's not B2G so, so, or G2G. Do you think the do you think the deal will stand? Uh probably they will push us to some restrictions. Yeah, Maybe even now they use it to uh, they use deal to show how to show the muscle. Um, usually it it was five commissions groups of people who do daily checks of vessels which came in corridor and out of corridor yeah. uh, a few days ago they started to talking about we have to decrease number of this group we have to do four groups per day which means that only 12 vessels per day could be checked
2: uh, okay when uh, when is when it is one actually... of the
1: the it was one of the most stupid explanation why okay. There is very cold and windy <laughs> and we have a women in a team and it's a uh, cold to, for them.
0: Well, I've got a solution. I've got a really good solution to that Australia really? Australia
1: are... women are afraid of cold weather Come on we have in, even in Ukraine which might much more thousands than Russia, we have um, winters with minus twenty five Celsius.
0: Maybe we need to buy some
1: jumpers for
2: them, hmm. some merino wool and so, merino jumpers. So, so, so
0: Australian, 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 Australian,
1: wool. Australian <laughs> wool. Yeah, yeah. I I like Australian sheep wool. Yeah, when a... uh
2: when, when does the actual what's the date? like? It's 120 days. Was the corridor? <laughs> but is there an actual date that that rolls off? What's What's the date? Middle of October. It's, is it Oct- middle of October? Yeah. Is it middle of October? October? Yeah, yeah, the,
1: no, no, no. The The date is uh, uh, November 18.
2: Okay. So, yeah, November 18. Okay, yeah. A bit over a month ago. That's right. Yeah.
1: It was one hundred twenty days from uh, uh July twenty. Okay,
0: right. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Well,
0: look, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Like I, 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 think there'll be restrictions. I don't know what the restrictions will be, but I just, I think there'll be something. I don't think.
1: Yeah, they could uh, regulate how many vessels daily will uh will go. It, since since that it doesn't matter how many vessels we load hmm. because we can do just 12 vessel daily
0: yeah it's a funny one it's strange yeah but we
1: already have an experience how to load the biggest vessel in the world we load few few weeks ago um, and i know the company who did it uh, we load uh um, Marant Excellence. It's one hundred fifteen thousand metric tons. This is the biggest grain vessel in the world. So, what size is that then? What what category is that? It's, uh, cape size. It's cape size vessel. Yeah. Grain cape size. Uh, they have an uh, as well Marant Astronomer. Mm-hmm. We were trying to load it, but uh, it was the first time in Ukraine, even. It's the, probably the second time in the world because I remember that a year ago, um, Cargill was uh, loaded, Marant, I don't remember, ex- excellence or astronomer, from Argentina to, uh, to Rotterdam, I suppose. I don't so, remember. So, where,
0: where, where was the discharge port for this one?
1: uh let me check it uh, it was Spain, Spain. it was uh, to Europe it was mixed grain it was a uh, mixed cargo mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't just one one cargo it was barley wheat and uh, feed wheat and corn it's a lot of grain yeah to feed uh, animals in Spain to to make uh uh, food in europe cheaper yeah. we have to do it because a lot of ukrainians now live in out of ukraine we have to feed them we, feed them. we can't yeah. let them to be fed by local governments we have to feed them by ourselves yeah. it's our people not doesn't matter where they live we have to feed them <laughs> so the difference between ukrainian logic and russian logic russians go to invade countries where russians live because we have, they, they what they say, we have people there, we have to protect from what I can't understand, but we have to protect it p- protecting by cutting this territory from countries and uh, joining to Russia. Great wave of protection. And we do not invade anyone, we just feed. Feed, feed
0: the world. And uh, I guess that's the thing, like the, the whole invasion is is like you you mentioned that uh, Russia was using wheat as a weapon. And it's really, it's it's causing a lot of issues for the developing world uh, because food prices are so high. But it's not only the developing world. It's uh, Western Europe with the gas pipelines, uh, which is also flowing through to fertilizer, which is impacting fertilizer prices around the world. So it, it isn't, and this is what we try and tell people all the time is that this war in ukraine is not something that's local to ukraine it's something that's affecting everyone
1: everyone everyone all through australia to argentina you can feel the impact of this war uh even you are still good developed country and you doesn't matter for another half of dollar per, per week to pay extra for each slice of bread uh you 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 can feel it through all the and other prices, the cost of living became more and more expensive. And you can just imagine what's going on in non-developing countries where yeah. these half of dollar per week extra, it's out of budget.
0: Yeah. And, and we've been saying that a long time, like if you look at the cost of, uh, the amount of money that people spend from their wage on food in say the UK, Australia, it's like a small percentage of their income, like sub 15%. If you look at, say, Kenya or Nigeria, you started looking. at
1: Afghanistan,
0: Afghanistan they 50, all 50,
1: the money, 50, consume.
0: 60%. And so a dollar rise is, means it's unaffordable. So it's, and this is what we sort of, like, I think it's not, everyone knows that, but it's going to be something that if the war ended tomorrow, the impacts would still be felt in a year or two.
1: In, yes, in, in of course, of- because with the current price, uh, cost of fertilizer, uh, if farmer will not, uh, if farmer not use enough fertilizer, we will not get um, high protein wheat. We will mm-hmm. not get uh, million wheat because no money, no honey, no, money, no, no fertilizer, money. no million wheat. So, and that's, that's the next question I had as
0: well is the war is obviously still raging. It's still going on and it's been.
1: Eight months now? Uh we calculate in the days, but yes, it's the eight months of the war. So
0: you've got farmers who have planted a crop last year and they've harvested that crop. What is the yes. what is, but but we're obviously in the planting phase just now for the
1: winter crop? Yes, we are. We are in same time, we are plant, uh, planting and harvesting because we have a very long period of planting and mm-hmm. very long period of harvesting uh, as per harvesting. We, mid of summer, it's a time when we start mid, early June, mid June, July. Uh, we uh, harvested early grain crops. It's mm-hmm. uh, uh, barley, firstly ra- rapeseeds. seeds then barley, and then wheat. So as on today, we already 99% finished wheat campaign, um, harvesting campaign. We have some unharvested areas as per active war or as per rains. Um, So still we can't say for sure that we finished because daily we uh, deliberate in other territories, yeah uh so we we like officially we are ninety nine percent harvested wheat. uh we collected uh, more than nineteen million metric tons of wheat. Mm-hmm. It's not the best the best result, but it's still very good result according to in which circumstances we mm-hmm. plant this wheat mm-hmm. uh not plant but but grow. Uh, because most of Ukrainian wheat is a winter crop. We planted it long time before the war, but unfortunately, all the spring winter uh, works, like to put fertilizers, crop protects, etc., uh, et it was the beginning of the war. And we, um, compared to previous year, it's uh, um, almost twice lower. Uh, compared to areas, we planted... Uh, 6.7 million uh hectares with all kind of wheat mm-hmm. and uh, harvesting area was let me check uh, harvesting area of wheat um four points almost seven million hectares yeah. so from uh from what we planted it's a huge uh huge drop, huge drop. What, what,
0: what about what about like say last year like the winter wheat crop yeah it was all sorted this time last year yeah before the war was there but what about this year for next season because obviously farmers in ukraine have got high fertilizer prices yeah, now prices. we are
1: now we are planting, and those farmers who doesn't who don't don't have access to money, who doesn't have who don't have enough of uh, finance, they will postpone planting till spring campaign, okay. and then will make a, cho- a choose between um, probably spring barley, uh, corn, and oil seeds like sun seeds and soybeans. Oh, you, you, but you, you,
0: the- you, your spring we is lower
1: yielding than your winter wheat? Uh, it's lower yielding and we have you can compare we have 6.5 million hectares with winter and just 200 with spring. Mm. long time ago when I, when I was a young ke- uh, small kid we have like half to half like mm. with barley nowadays yeah. but uh, since the evolution of Ukrainian agriculture we start to produce uh, more winter wheat and all the corn, we have just one uh, corn crop. We are not Brazilia as mm-hmm. on today. Uh, we produce just one crop per year. We planted it uh, in May and harvested right now. Um, as per rains, we have strong harvesting delay in corn. Uh, corn moisture levels on the field is uh, from 26 up to 28%. And to dry this corn on silo, it costs Around fifty euros per metric ton
0: for, because the, because, of the, because the gas price is high. Yeah,
1: because
2: is of it, gas. It, is that is that seeding and harvesting process becoming easier as the war continues, or is it becoming harder as the war continues? Like you know, do you, or is it just kind of just staying steady? Is, is there any deterioration uh, in, in in, in the-, the farmer's ability to to kind of manage this this situation?
1: In the very beginning of the war, we, we, when we have a spring uh, campaign, it was um, very difficult to plan because we were cut off everything and, and, you know, it wasn't organized well. But now farmers mostly, those farmers who have money, can use it to buy everything they need. It's not a time, a, a question of availability, it's a question of money. Uh, So that's why I think uh, we will not have big uh, winter wheat areas and big uh, barley areas as uh, as well. Uh, Rapeseed areas a little bit lower, around 10%. We have a little bit less than 1 million hectares this season. Previous year, we have a little bit higher than 1 million hectares. Uh, still, rape seeds is very important for Ukrainian farmers because this is this is the very first crop. It's early money. Mm. Rape seed harvesting is a month ahead of all the rest of grains, and this is the way to earn money uh, for protect uh, later crops. Yeah.
0: And so, so you said one of the things you mentioned a few times is access to capital. Money is, is the issue. This if is what, the main problem. What about, what about like, in, in the last 10 years or so, 20 years, really, there's been a lot of investment with larger overseas
1: institutional companies who have yes. fa- family. Ukrainian farmers do such a great progress. They, uh, before the war, they used drones, absolutely modern equipment, mm-hmm. very expensive um, farm machines, farm equipment. They invest, really invest, invest money in, in production, and Ukrainian ports facility, Ukrainian silo facility they are absolutely more than some, even some, uh, I know some U.S. farmers who came to Ukraine and say, wow, even I do not have this. Yeah. So it was a good time for Ukraine to earn, and for Ukrainian farmers to earn money, and they invested them this money in in farming
0: but but is the money like so so some of those big companies that had sort of leased land in australia in australia in ukraine uh are they still doing that or is the money dried up
1: uh money drive drop off uh, in all uh, industries and for all companies just pulling out a lot of people ukrainian bank who have money, who, uh, they can't invest it to agriculture because of uh, huge risk, especially for those uh, farmers who are next to active war zone. Mm. And uh, nowadays it's very difficult even uh, to, to to finance. You have uh, um, to choose, be- it's very it sensitive security question. Mm. Nobody protected from, from another missile attack daily
2: yeah so that that kind of uncertainty is not going to encourage investment or lending is it no not at you all you know yeah
0: so it, i was I, I, it's, it's like when you think about like we talk to farmers in australia all the time about the challenges in agriculture in australia it doesn't really compare does it Matt?
2: no it's not just, not really
0: it's, it's really sort of <laughs> insignificant compared to what what you guys are going through in ukraine so but I think look, Elena, we've we've taken a lot of your time up today.
1: No, it's and, okay. And, yeah, well, and, I like to talk to you guys. It's a and, great pleasure to be
0: here. The, the only other thing I wanted to sort of briefly sort of touch upon was uh, uh the Australian grains industry through Grain Producers Australia, uh which is like a one of the representative bodies that looks after grain farmers in Australia. Uh, mm-hmm. a group of farmers uh I think led by James Stacey who's on Twitter, actually, uh, he had sort of thought of this idea of farmers donating some of the grain that they produced this year. Um, and so and I've been involved and I've joined their uh, subcommittee on the grain for Ukraine. And the idea behind that is that farmers last year in Australia had a big crop, and farmers this coming year, touch wood, are, are likely to have another large crop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All low quality, but a large crop, and the, the idea is that they can donate some of that grain, and it's only a necessarily a small bit, might only be half a ton, but which is for the average farmer is nothing. You drop more off the back when you're driving along the road, and and the idea is that that money will go into that, that grain will go into a fund, uh, in, in Australia an NGR, uh, and then that grain will be sold. And then the proceeds of of that uh, those grain sales will then go to a number of select charities dealing with Ukraine. The idea is that you know James had the idea of thinking, well, let's give something back. These guys, they, in a normal year, you're a competitor when it comes to to grains, but it's irrelevant. It's not about that.
1: It's about uh, humanity. It's not about comp- competition. No,
0: and and we're all the same. And there's a Scottish a Scottish saying, Matt. What is it?
2: Uh, we're all Jock Tamsin's Bairns or something. What is
0: it? We're all Jock Tamsin's Bairns. That's the, it. That's it. And it's an old Scottish saying. It means we're all the same. And and the, and the reality is what uh, what we're, the reason we had you on is to is to talk about Ukraine, but also as well as that we want Australian farmers who are listening to this to think about donating some grain uh, so that it can be given to proceeds in, 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 in Ukraine and to and to help out a bit and so so i'll on the actual text of this podcast for anyone who's listening anyone who's generous uh i'll have the ngr number there so that when you come to deliver your grain and hopefully it's a bountiful harvest in the next couple of weeks really harvest has already started in australia uh, you'll be able to donate some some grain it doesn't have to be a lot you know if if, if a lot of people put a like a little bit of grain in then it will all add up to, to helping uh, helping people in Ukraine and helping your fellow man and woman. So... Thank you for the, what
1: you're doing, guys. It's incredible. It's really incredible. It's not an equation of uh, rationality. It's a question of being human. Correct. Absolutely. And of support um, just common human, uh, even not right, but common human behavior. And this because is... it's, it's a 21st century.
0: Absolutely, and that's and that's what we've we've sort of uh, look. Don't thank me; it's not me. Thank James Stacey, uh, because he's the one that came up with the idea. And uh, look, the reality is that if it, like I, I've, I think if any little bit can help, then then it can help.
1: And we, we everything do we do? could help. Everything, each drop, uh, fulfill this source. Hmm. Each drop is important. E- even small step is it's a step yeah. on the way.
0: One hundred percent. So, so I'll put that on there, and hopefully, as harvest ramps up, uh, we'll maybe be, get you on in December or January to talk about, you know.
1: It's a pleasure. Another upcoming. maybe once I will come to Australia.
0: Well, I'm I'm, look, I'm looking forward to presenting at the the Kiev Trend and Hedge Club again. <laughs> uh, uh, With a know. pleasure,
1: welcome. And, and always welcome, you know. One day in person. Uh, so. Um, we will yeah. strength and height club in Australia. Yeah, we
0: we tried to set one up. Maybe one day we'll set up an Australian uh, subsidiary of, of your club. Um, but no. So, Elena, have you got any other words of words for everyone who's listening?
1: I just want to to, to say the same which I told everything. Each small step, it's a step. We have to do what we can to do, and uh, we have uh, to pray daily for for the victory. Not, it's not a case of Ukrainian victory against someone else. It's a matter of, or it's a case of victory of uh, of human of, of being human of human mm. common behavior
2: of, of of right over wrong.
1: Yeah, it's like a, a fight in a, against uh, against orcs,
0: like Lord of the Rings.
1: And this grain, it's a ring which we 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 have to deliver. Yeah. Uh,
0: but uh, no, I, yeah, I was going to say Star Wars, but uh, the but I think no, definitely you you've done a lot of good work, Elena. And thanks for keeping up the updates on the podcast, but also in the discussions on on WhatsApp and on on Twitter as well. You've been an absolutely fantastic source of information on on what has been, what has been happening uh, in in, in real life over there. And hopefully all this stupidity comes to an end sooner rather than later. Um, And then we can, we can all move on because it's been a long time. Well,
1: Thank you for coming along, Elena. And uh... thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. And yeah, it's
2: sure been great. Are... Been great talking. Thanks for your uh, for your updates. And see you when you got nothing on.
0: We'll we'll chat to you later. Cheers.